0: You are going to have to believe me.
1: I want to believe you. I want to believe that I haven't made such a profound error in judgment, in trusting you, in asking your advice. But here's where we are, Doctor. If anyone can be a Cylon, and it's hard to tell us apart, then we only have one thing left to trust, our instincts, our feelings. And the moment they told me it was your face in the photo, I knew I believed it. I believe you were involved in the attack. Somehow, I feel it. You'll forgive me,
0: Madame Preston, if I don't wish to be executed based solely on your gut feeling.
1: Everybody and Welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. Today we're discussing Battlestar Galactica Season 1, Episode 6, called Six Degrees of Separation.
0: Or no more Mr. Nice Guys.
1: Yeah. So it, it was an interesting episode. Um, I, I'm kind of on the fence on this episode. It, it it was okay to me, but not just one of the greatest episodes that we've, uh, we've seen so far. But before we jump into that, um, I did get to see Avengers Infinity War last night.
0: Oh, sweet. Tell me about it.
1: Well, I don't want to reveal too much, but it was very, very good. I mean, they, they, they've really set it up. So this is a two part movie that they've done. Uh, the second part comes out next year in March is what they've got scheduled, but right. it's, it's very good. It, well,
0: I, I'm I'm a bad. I, I guess I'm getting old, man. Because I went to Wally World today to get a couple of things while I was in town, and I saw Infinity War shit up. I'm like, oh, I guess the movie's out now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The movie movie came out Thursday night, and I'm a little uh, upset though. Who told them they could put my body with Thor's face? Where, where's this coming from?
1: Well, I mean. You didn't suspect something when they flew you to L.A. to do a bunch of body shots.
0: You told me that was my typical abduction thing and not to worry about it. You don't have to worry about it. They they did all <laughs> the, all
1: the work there.
0: You know, blindfold and and uh, bag over your head. Right. They needed needed you for your body. Well, I understand this, and I've I, I've gotten accustomed to the hands on the shoulders, but still. <laughs> no, it was good though. Yeah. Oh it was very good. Two and a half hours, you-
1: so you're probably not gonna
0: watch oh, it in the theater. Fuck that. No, no, no. No, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm home. I'm a was- beanbag chair eating Cheetos. <laughs> yeah, it was very good. So
1: the it was it was very well written. Um they actually made you sympathize a little bit with the uh, main antagonist, which of course is Thanos. Right. Um
0: How would you put it up against Black Panther?
1: Uh I would say it's probably as good as Black I Panther. I know
0: you you really enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, Black Panther was very very good. And and you get plenty of Black Panther in this movie too. I mean, he's got just about as much screen time as as pretty much everybody else. Good. Um and and Wakanda plays significantly in in this whole movie. So Nice. But uh yeah, it was it was really good. Um two and a half fucking hours. Two and a half hours. I'm sure the next one's gonna be another two and a half hours. They, so you're do do looking at basically you, a five
0: hour movie. Did they give you an intermission?
1: No, no.
0: But, Time was, they'd do it an in a mission, and the little cartoon would come out when the lights came on, and had little. Let's go into the lobby. Let's go, you know, the hot dog and the soda pop.
1: Well, but we we kind of cheated, so we we watched it at the uh, Alamo Draft House, and yeah. so we got to eat while we watched it. So
0: that is one of the best ideas when it comes to movies. They should do that. I like that. That should be universal. Oh yeah, yeah, I love it. I
1: mean, the cost is significant, but it's. <laughs> It's almost well worth
0: the cost, so absolutely well good i'm I'll definitely have to put that on my list. Wait yep. for the old VHS to come out And Westworld
1: debuted last week so uh, okay. we're into into season two on Westworld.
0: Well, I finished lost in space that's on Netflix and I found that quite agreeable and I'm looking forward. With uh, almost as much anticipation for its release as I am for the Orville to come back. Oh yeah,
1: I need to finish the Orville season. I I, I lost track of it during the season break or the the Christmas break. Whenever mm-hmm. it went from you know fall to spring season, and I I hadn't caught back up on that, so I need to do that. I also need to check out Lost in Space per your recommendation. Well, you'll get pissed. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> But it's, I mean, it's, I like it. It's I'm I'm in a glut right now on TV sci-fi because I've got Westworld, I've got Legion, I've got The Expanse, all on, and uh, yeah, that's that's taken up uh, a significant portion of
0: my weekly allotment of TV. It does. It does. It really does. I mean, you know, there's there's only so many minutes in a day, right. Especially but, if they're making two and a half hour long goddamn movies.
1: <laughs> Fortunately, the movie you know you just see once. Although I'll probably see it again before it leaves theaters. It was that good, so because I'm I'm sure there's some stuff that we didn't catch, and it's it's definitely worth a, a second viewing on a big screen. So
0: really, oh yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I and my little catheter need to go and watch the show. <laughs> All right, so. All right, let's do this. So let's let's talk a little one God. You ready for the pod crawl? Monotheism. Let's do it. All right, let's do the pod crawl. Get ready. You ready? I'm ready. We can call it. I don't know. Say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod. Crawl, pod crawl, excellent. Inserted deep, pod crawl. Kind of like a space
1: repository full of information. Guys is looking for God when he can't find he, she, it. He loses his imaginary friend while also losing his mind. Not imaginary six shows up and accuses him of being a traitor. It seems everything has to be octagonal, even their CDs. The chief <laughs> crawls up the captured Cylon Raider butthole with instructions from Cali, read from Starbucks <laughs> translation of the Kama Sutra. Starbuck rehabilitates while the doctor smokes and Apollo spouts cliches President Rosalind (laughs) takes a drug-fueled nap and Not Imaginary Six and Adama have a sexy conversation Hilo and Not Boomer run over the river and through the woods to Grandma's house Gaeta and Gaius (laughs) share an intimate moment while one of them whistles the Top Gun theme Boomer has sexy foreplay with the Cylon Raider to make the chief jealous Ty comes in to rub salt in Starbuck's wound while Gaius pleads both to Adama and Imaginary Six Galactica workstations don't lock. Starbuck bonds with her raider again. Rosalind sees through Gaius' bullshit, and Hilo and Not-Boomer continue their melodrama titled As Caprica Turns, and Hilo makes her spine glowy. Gaius finally gets some religion through conversion through incarceration, and Imaginary Six comes back. Gaeta saves Gaius' bacon, Not-Imaginary Six disappears, and Gaius gets some sexy time rewards. And scene!
0: 16 seconds long.
1: Ah, Fuck! Dude, well, I, I kind of stumbled at I kind of stumbled one one with those No, points, <laughs> I am
0: just. I, I watched the whole fucking thing in my head as you did that. <laughs> that it. You've got the skills. That's way better than the rap I was thinking to do, and I probably could have come in under thirty. Oh, I, I still, shit. I still think we need to see that rap. <laughs> I don't know. Dope. do 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 do. do, do. <laughs> No, we Mr. Nice guys. Yeah,
1: so um, I, I don't know what their obsession is with oct- octagons, but it's really fucking annoying.
0: Well, you know, I don't know. It's quirky.
1: It's beyond quirky. I mean, there's a really good fucking reason why, you know, optical discs are circular. Mm-hmm. And that's just mostly based on the way they function. Right. Um, to make it octagonal just seems,
0: well, I understand if, it was
1: a design de- design decision for the show, but what it if, seems really, what stupid. If
0: it's, it's like a storage thing and they're using light and they need it refracting and bouncing around somehow or another. And they decided to emulate that in their analog. Maybe they got like crystals or something inside their CPUs. Uh, is that a, is that a stretch? <laughs> like a prism thing? Is that a stretch?
1: I think that's a stretch. Um, okay. Yeah. I just. I, yeah. I mean, because it I'm had the hole to. in the middle. It had the hole in the middle, like it was a, a spinning
0: optical disc. So well, the hole's always best in the middle, but you
1: know, right? As the chief
0: found out. Yes. And how come they never fixed the hole on that poor Cylon? Can't they that's, get some spackle? You know. Oh, with the one on the side? Dude, dude little, ain't ain't nobody got some cock. I mean, come <laughs> on. That is so rude, but you know, that's okay. Boomer still loves it.
1: Yeah, Boomer really loves that Cylon Raider. Mm-hmm. I thought she was about to start just totally making out with it in front of the chief. Well, you
0: got to stand by your man. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. So how does Gaius actually get in trouble for for once not even doing anything wrong? Yeah, I know. He was actually getting
1: framed when there's just a whole bunch of other shit they could have actually done to. Take him out of the picture that he actually did. I mean, he actually is a traitor and did crimes against uh, humanity. And
0: then they had to go and frame him. I mean, come on. Well, why do you think they did that? I have a reason, I think. But why do you think they did it?
1: I don't know. I mean, it it doesn't make sense because the original Six that was uh, working with him on Caprica to uh, to basically infiltrate their defense systems and open it up for the Cylons, she died, so she would have gone up to the, the base ship, and reincarnated, so she would have had all of that all those memories and known exactly how to get the evidence
0: and where the hell does this other six even come from i and where does she go
1: well i'm I'm sure it's the same place that you know the rest of them come from they just they infiltrate the ship somehow I mean there's a ton ton of ships she got on the Galactica from
0: another fleet ship mm-hmm
1: So, I mean, there's somehow or
0: another she had access to this, and you keep saying that his um, uh, schizophrenia is not real, (laughs) but yet somehow or another,
1: (laughs) no, I'm saying they're
0: tied in.
1: I'm saying schizophrenia is real because it's all in Gaius's head. You're saying that they're they're beaming six into
0: Gaius's head. I'm saying there's some kind of a way they're putting like a collective consciousness from the six into him, yeah. No, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure imaginary six is all in his head. But then how does in his head communicate at just the right time for the real six to show up or a real six to show up? Six beta. And she shows up and starts pulling all this crap, and knowing that she needs to put out falsified evidence versus producing real evidence, well, so that later in the episode it can be easily debunked.
1: He was having a crisis of conscience, and his psychosis was basically fighting against his, you know, sane self, and. When, I guess, his sane self wasn't going to relent to his psychosis, it just said, fuck you, I'm taking my toys and going home. Well, sure. And I'm pretty sure then the other six arriving, six beta arriving, is is pretty much just a fucking coincidence.
0: That's what you're calling it?
1: At this point, yeah.
0: I don't see any evidence
1: to say otherwise. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Okay. All right. I disagree. I think there's something more to it and it might make itself known in later episodes. Well, if it does,
1: then I'll uh I'll you know, take the evidence in and, and change my theory.
0: But Or it could be like it could be like these cigarettes that Cottle likes to enjoy.
1: Oh yeah. He he does like his cigarettes. You know, I I love the fact that he still smokes in the in the um in the hospital.
0: So. Oh yeah. And I like the fact that he can light one and smoke most of it before you ever see him bring it out of his pocket. <laughs> one might even say that it was an editing error, but I don't think so. You don't I think, think so? Man, I think he's just got skills. He's
1: got skills. He's like a he's like a houdini with the cigarettes. He it just appears out of nowhere
0: and he's sucked Absolutely. it down before you know it. Absolutely. <laughs> so why do you think why do you think in this episode Starbucks having such a hard time trying to get off the pity pot and cowgirl up and get back in a Viper.
1: Well, I think she went through some major shit whenever she crashed on that planet and had to, you know, I think she thought she was pretty much fucking toast. At one point, she kind of was. I mean, she had, you know, started running out of oxygen and she hadn't found the the oxygen supply for that raider. She would she would have been dead. I mean, anybody that comes that close to death, gonna have probably some PTSD attached to that.
0: So you're thinking it's some PTSD? Yeah. I thought it was a little bit. I thought it was a little bit weak on that point because they've made Starbucks character to be so strong up until now, and then they're showing you know the weakness and and the humanity within her. But I just don't see that this would have been as, as long-lasting on her as what we saw with her in the relationship with Zach. But that's just me. I think they're, they're, they're kind of trying to bring back one of the stars of the show because of whatever thinking process they might have had. I think she'd be doing a lot better than she is because even though she had that, that um, situation with the oxygen, she was able to find the raider, get in the raider, fix that hole with the with the Uber jacket, and be able to get back to Galactica. She was a part of the resolution to her situation, so I think that would have limited or minimized the PTS that she seems to be going through now.
1: Yeah, but you also have to realize that a character like uh, Starbuck is an adrenaline junkie, and she had that humongous adrenaline high just getting back to the Galactica and, and being in the situation that she was. Uh, she fucked up her knee in the process, and then now she's been bedridden for you know how how many weeks now. So she's been on this low where she hasn't had her normal adrenaline rushes. I mean that's so that's why she likes playing poker. It's that rush that you get from bluffing somebody out of their winnings. That's why she likes being a fighter pilot. It's it's that rush. And now she's been in a bed for weeks. She's probably in a in a pretty. Pretty good depression at this point.
0: I right. uh, I don't know. I I just think I think she'd be coming through a little bit better than she is. But hey, well, she eventually got her have, ass. She does get better, but at least we have her little man Friday giving her all kinds of sage wisdom. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh
0: God, yeah, uh, that fucker and his cliches. Ah, uh, well, you know. One man's wine's another man's poison,
1: but no, I, I think I mean she eventually got her ass out of bed, um, and she's she's helping them figure out the the Cylon Raider shit. So I think uh, I think she's on the mend. She'll she'll get back to her normal brash ways. Penny saved is a penny earned. That's right. But yeah, this was a very gaia centric episode, and even though it was very Gaius centric I still don't like him as a character. <laughs> Or, I mean, or really care about him being in the show at all. He's, he's still just useless. Well, I mean, I still don't relate to him at all. So I don't really give a shit what his fate was when they threw him in jail. I was like, eh, who cares? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I honestly think it would be better in the original series. They, they had uh Baltar primarily with the Cylons and he had limited contact with the fleet periodically he would come back into the show. But for the most part, he was always with the Cylons and trying to justify their need for him. Right. You know, they, they just kill anything. That's a human being. But, um, I, I kind of agree with you actually. I mean, other than some of the, um, uh, the tension at the beginning of the series, I think Baltar's character in this show was way overblown, way over pushed and is unnecessary to the story.
1: Yeah, and and how sincere do you think he was on his religious conversion?
0: Oh, I think he was very sincere. Really? Oh, yes. Um, now this is also due in part to my being a devout atheist. I am devoted to nothing. But um, the uh, there, there's also here. Here comes a little metaphor. There are no atheists in foxholes, and I think he found himself in quite the hole. And it wasn't even octagonal.
1: <laughs> it should have been. It was a little little, little edgy. I bet, I bet their freaking graves that they dig have fucking corners cut off too.
0: <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I really do believe he was sincere. He had nowhere else to turn. And he felt that that was the only rope he could grab to get out. And he did, and oddly enough, without trying to sound too cynical, but a lot of times with religion, as I've studied over the decades, with religion, they kind of wake for a moment of weakness to come riding into the rescue. And this is why you need the faith, and this is why you need to be devout, and this is why you shouldn't question.
1: Yeah, but how sincere is that, that you... Jump to religion at your lowest point to get you out of that. I mean Because it's God's will. Okay. The will of God. So God willed you to be a fuck up and then come to him no. at that
0: point? I mean No, it's God's will that you just do what you're told. I think I see it personally as the chains of obedience and oppression. But people well, see right. them as a snuggie they wear that keeps them comfy at night.
1: Yeah, it's just, I just—I still don't see how sincere that is. It's—it's—I it, don't know. I don't know that if there
0: really is a God that He gives two shits, or she, or it, or they, or whatever the fuck the pronoun would be, would be right. two shits. They just want obedience.
1: Yeah, I, but I mean, even in Gaius's case, after he got imaginary six back, he was right back to the same fucking guy as he was at the beginning of the episode.
0: Exactly. But the so obedience nothing is there. Changed. Well, in a way it did. In a way it did, because even though you might be able to lie and bullshit your way through a situation, you can't lie to the person in the mirror. And he bent his knee to that to that faith, to that religion. He's always going to have that little niggling thing in the back of his mind. Yeah, yeah, that's What true. if? What if? And that's all you need. There was a guy once a long time ago, a real dark sadistic son of a bitch that said the best way to fool people is to tell a big enough lie enough times and they will believe it. I believe his name was Gebels
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see. Yeah, okay.
0: And so I, I think one of the things is, it's like I've, I've even had people say, okay, let's say that... Uh, If that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get you to convert to my religion and if I'm wrong and you're correct, when you die, you've lost nothing. But what if I'm the one that's right and you without your faith is the one that's wrong? It's just that little niggling, little niggling in the back. And I think what we're seeing is a chink in Gaius's armor that will be exploited later in the show. But his relationship, and I don't think this is much of a, of a of a spoiler. I mean, the show's been out forever. But I do think this is um, a way to to uh, show that.
1: So you're saying that Gaius' conversion is, is kind of a Pascal's wager?
0: Sort of, because he doesn't necessarily align himself to, oh, I'm so glad this happened. I'm so glad that I've changed and saw the light. It's more of, I don't have any choice in this matter. And he sees himself more as a pet or a puppet than he does as a devotee. Okay, I can see that. But that—that that would be my assessment to it. And believe me, he gets some nice fringe benefits.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, he gets a glowy spine time.
0: Yes, he does. Absolutely.
1: So, speaking of glowy spines, do you think Adama was tempted? <sighs>
0: I do think he was tempted, and I also think this was a nice way for the show, because Adama's always been about five steps ahead of everything. He's the sage on the stage in this show. And to see him actually experience a little bit of humanity shows that there's more underneath that uniform than just the blood pricks where the medals go. Right. And I I think he genuinely was tempted.
1: I think he was too, but then I also know that he, you know, saw right through her little ploy. I think he was tempted, but I also understand that you know he was. "Eh, I think she's trying
0: to seduce me, so we need to keep an eye on this bitch. Personally, I would have let her think she was seducing me. I would have let her thought she succeeded. I would have let her thought she succeeded (laughs) twice (laughs) on the couch, once (laughs) on the deck, and at least twice (laughs) on the desk. Just to really make sure that if this is some kind of, you know, well, you really want to refuse,
1: you really want to embrace the part.
0: Well, I would, I would. And you know, I mean, she's worked so hard at this. I don't want her going away feeling like she hasn't succeeded. Like know? she's failed. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, you got to, let them have confidence. a confidence, Let her have a win. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, and- I do think he was tempted.
1: And I I think after seeing um you know not Boomer and Hilo's little sexy time that they had mm-hmm. in the rain they really like the rain um, oh,
0: sure the rain just really turns not Boomer on well now don't you think though in addition to that just uh and I, I'm asking a science question you're you're more up on the actual hard science than, than I am I'm 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 no novice but. Wouldn't that many nuclear weapons going off increase rain activity due to the particulate matter in the air? Possible. Yeah, possibly. You've got all the all the thermal gradients going on. Because I was wondering about that after the last couple of episodes we've done. And I was wondering why is there so much fucking rain? Well, so the the that might be it.
1: Yeah, so all the ash and and debris that was thrown up during the nuclear blast would, would definitely throw up some more particulate matter up in the atmosphere, and that could cause uh, condensation, more condensation than normal.
0: Because now, that's kind of the whole growing,
1: premise of nuclear winter is all Yeah, that. that's what
0: I was going to say. I remember growing up with nuclear winter, but I thought, well, why would it have to be winter? What if there was, you know, because of all the good pollution in the air? Well, was it's... Enough-
1: it's not heat. necessarily winter. It's 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 called nuclear winter because supposedly all of the cloud Sunlight. cover cools the cools the earth, but that mm. cloud cover could also, you know, That's what form I was saying, earth, keep but, that in, yeah. Yeah, it'd turn into a Venus effect, but um but yeah, it's it's possible that those those uh thunderstorms are increasing because of the particular matter, particulate matter that was thrown up during the bombings, but I mean, the bombings didn't seem to be that close to where they're at because they're still, you know, a huge city that they just walked through. So there would have been mm. a lot more devastation if uh, if the bombings were were closer to where they well,
0: were. Well, that's another thing. If I, I'm curious, they're they're taking the uh, and, and this is just kind of a critical look here, a critical eye. Were I the Cylons? I wouldn't use hard radiation bombs. I'd go with a neutron attack. Just destroy all organic matter and leave everything else fine. I mean, because it seems like that would be the way to go. And even if I did go with the hard radiation, wouldn't that in itself be just as detrimental to the flesh and blood Cylons as it would be to the humans?
1: Uh, possibly, but they get to replicate themselves as much as they want, so it, it doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah, that's right, because we haven't come to that part of the show yet. They show some more vulnerabilities with the Cylons and this reincarnation process.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know how radiation affects a Cylon, if it affects them the same way that it would a human. I would assume so, because they seem very, very much biological, Exactly. maybe just some, some uh, additional kind of maybe biomechanics
0: thrown i still think i would have it would have been more prudent to go with the neutron attack instead of hard radiation right you'd need a lot more weapons unless they've got really good tech because as i understand it even though the fallout goes away what is it on a neutron bomb it's like what two weeks
1: uh 10 days I i don't know i mean neutron bombs kind of a low yield weapons so you would have to well, have a way lot of them and, them. and right. they would be strategic
0: well i mean just generating neutrons but no i i just i really think it would have been more prudent to save the technology and everything and if you've got the the, the cylon human versions running around you don't want anything that'd be detrimental to them right because for some reason they've attached this because i'm on i'm kind of on the fence with it on one side, I'm like, fuck the planets, Turn, just sterilize them, turn them into oversized moons and move on. Who gives a shit? And I don't see anywhere on the, uh, the news series where they're trying to colonize these worlds. It's like they've got search-and-destroy teams out, taking out survivors. But beyond that, why, why do they even want the colonies anymore? They just wanted the humans gone. And I'm I'm kind of curious, you know. It doesn't seem like what a logical computer would do, right? But then at the same time, who? Why would a logical computer want a monotheistic religion as part of its programming? I kind of well, feel sorry for Cylon.
1: Well, I mean, so that 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 goes back into, um, I mean, is this still just programming? Or are they are they actually conscience and sentient? Do they are they actually thinking for themselves? And if they're thinking for themselves, like I've I've said in earlier episodes, we've already seen them not acting totally rationally, like like a, what you would expect a normal machine to do. So if if they're not rational, then you know, that gives rise to all sorts of
0: oh my possibilities God. and what superstitions of the ultimate- and religions. What if the ultimate curse of humanity is that we're like a virus? Nah, <laughs> you know, that's has cre- thrown out there a lot. We create I- AI, AI expunges the universe of us, and then they in turn become what they sought to destroy, then they make AI, and then they make, oh my gosh. That would be so horrible.
1: So it looks like um, neutron bombs used with like a think 65 would have a half-life of 244 days
0: that's still a hell of a lot better than good old-fashioned nuke right while we're talking of moons as i said they could just turn the colony worlds into moons
1: right the president needs a shot Yeah, she does and it's right not that the, kind of shot. <laughs> right in the booty. Connell gets a nice, uh, a nice look at some presidential butt. Yeah, he does. I wonder if he had a cigarette
0: after that. Oh, I bet he did. He probably had oh, a cigarette no. during that. No, I was. I even triple checked it. There is well, no smoking in the president's presence in this particular episode.
1: Well, they cut away before he actually started giving her the shot. She rolled up her sleeve and he was like, That's not this. This isn't that kind of shot.
0: Oh, right. He could have had two cigarettes. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, just then. The bad boys up. And then
1: whenever she turned around to bare booty, then, you know, I think he's got one of cigarette.
0: those Can't you see him with like a World War One gas mask with like, you know, hookah pipes going into
1: <laughs> it? Maybe uh, a
0: sitar in the corner, John Lennon glasses on the.
1: With some special tobacco inside. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but it would be octagonal shaped.
1: So, I don't know why Gaius needs a uh, a nuclear weapon as a Cylon detector. I've got it's, a it's, really.
0: Isn't it for? He said he needed it for the the particles emitted, the protons or, or the, the the electrons or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he's gonna yeah he's gonna run something through a carbon nanotube matrix. Blah 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 blah. But I've got a much better and easier and possibly more fun way to identify Cylons.
0: Well, me too. And, all, and you, it, all you need is a couple of straps, a ball gag, and a Hitachi wand. Check out that spine.
1: Right. I was going to say it involves, you know, either the doggy or cowgirl position.
0: And- Fuck yeah. Take that Hitachi wand, man. Well, it depends on the setting. I think everybody's spine glows a little bit. Once you get up around <laughs> seven or eight. Something's glowing. But no, I mean, I I don't understand exactly how the Cylon detector works. I don't. And it seems like you'd have a finite amount of detection you could do based upon the amount of radioactive material.
1: It doesn't work yet because it doesn't exist.
0: He hasn't finished it. Well, of course not. It does get finished, though. And does he detect Cylons? He does. Oh, But Boomer's fucked. Yeah. In fact, she's getting a little bit of that on the planet, too. Yeah, not Boomer. Not Boomer's getting some. But yes, it does end up working, and Boomer does end up getting a little bit of fuckage. As do some others.
1: Who do you think put Cylon on her mirror in her locker?
0: Oh, I think it was Six. You think so? I think it was either Six, or I think it was Herself. Herself. Yes. The programming. I think the programming kicks in periodically, like when she woke up soaking Oh wet.
1: yeah, that's true. That's true. She does kind of lose time, doesn't she?
0: Mm-hmm. And so I think it's equal possibilities either she herself did it or six snuck in to do it. Yeah, yeah, I can see. I can see that. Because nothing is as stealthy on a military ship in a time of war. Been a six-foot-tall blonde.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah you'd, you'd never see them. I don't know how many times, you know, I've walked down the
0: hall and, and missed six-foot-tall blondes. Right, right. I mean, you can neither confirm nor deny the number of times that you've seen tall, leggy blondes in various sensitive areas. So. Yeah, Ryan. yeah. I've <laughs> never seen them in my house. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, I think this was a good episode um, because Adama showed that uh, he still got the machismo going. I also think he uh, realized, as as he stated, that it was all real convenient how all this shit comes up. And then, of course, Gata is able to come to the rescue.
1: Right? Yeah, Gata rides into the rest. It was interesting how he couldn't check any security shit before he did all the image processing. But sure, that, that seemed kind of. Um, kind of script saving right there, but whatever.
0: But also looking at the character Gata, what would motivate him? Why does he seem to have such an interest and attachment to Gaius? I think he's got hero
1: worship. I think uh, Gaius was a very well known and renowned person in uh, either you know AI or programming or whatever he did on Caprica. Mm-hmm. And I think Gaius, you know, got some fanboy. Him- yeah, he holds him to a very high esteem and wants to think the best of one of his heroes. I mean, nobody likes it when their heroes fall from their pedestal.
0: Wouldn't it be interesting if in a later episode something were to bring that house of cards down? Oh, a little foreshadowing there? Possible, impossible Yeah,
1: I can imagine Gaius or uh, Gaeta eventually seeing through Gaius' bullshit and totally fucking turning on him or,
0: or just snubbing them all together. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's very interesting. I do like this. I think it's, it's, it's kind of cool how the Raider that's aboard is bringing more stuff up for Boomer, how it's (laughs) making her. She's, She's feeling things that she hasn't felt before. That's right. And then what do you think the purpose is? Where they're going on Caprica with Not Boomer.
1: Fuck, I don't know. I mean, that, that goddamn soap opera just keeps going and going and going. So we're running through the woods. We're escaping Cylons, blah, blah, blah. Now we're do having you, sex.
0: And Do you want me to tell you what it is, or do you wish
1: to consider... Uh, I wish continue? you would put me out of my misery so I really? could just ignore those scenes.
0: Yeah. What they're trying to do is they they had a meeting. There was a meeting. With the Cylons. And they're trying to find out if it's possible for humans and Cylons to coexist. But there's two. <laughs> I things. think they fucked that up whenever they there's blew up two two all the things. planets. Well, but the deal is they don't they, they want to do it under controlled circumstances. They need to have a control group that is manageable. And the the hundreds of billions of people on the 12 colonies was totally unmanageable for them. A small select group that they can much more easily deal with, like lab rats, you know. And what they're wanting to do is, number one, is it possible, is it even possible for a human and a Cylon to fall in love? To this point, the only evidence of that occurring is Gaius and Six. And Gaius is not the best example of humanity. Oh, God, no. And they were trying to decide who should we go with regarding Hilo. And they looked at all the Cylon models that they have that are female. And there's even one yet to arrive. Oh, really? Actually, there, there's, there's a couple yet to arrive. But there's one definite one that is yet to arrive. Uh, there's one more Cylon model that, oh, I just can't go that far into it. Um, there is, there are multiple Cylons yet to appear. And one of, uh, one of them is yet to show up, but you'll really get a kick out of the lady they got playing her. Okay. Um, but they basically came down to, to, uh, boomer and six, the six and the eight, who is Hilo more likely to find appealing. They go with the eight, the eight is not clear on whether or not she even wants to do this. But they decide to go with the eight because they think the sixes are too amorous to begin with in their programming.
1: So the sixes are horn dogs. Pretty much.
0: (laughs) Pretty much. They're excellent at killing, but, you know, they they get a little bit, you know, they're they're more glowy in the spine. They tend (laughs) to glow more. And so they, they hook up with that. That's part one. Part two is the real kicker. Hybridization. Just how closely are the human Cylon variants to human? So can they're trying they, to make a
1: human Cylon variant. Can
0: they conceive? And that's the purpose of them being on the planet.
1: Well, I mean, so if they think that conception is actually possible, then the Cylons are the Cylons are just about as human as humans are. I mean, they've gotta share at least compatible DNA. Which right. begs the question, why do their spines glow when they orgasm?
0: Well, we don't know that's an orgasm.
1: Well, what do you think could, it is? I mean, it only be, happens that could, whenever.
0: That could just be the lube. The <laughs> orgasm could be something else. I,
1: I'm, I'm going to guess orgasm there because it only happens whenever they're having sex. So,
0: Well, thank God. Would you want to be just walking around and something other than sex makes you have an orgasm? There's some people like that. Oh, that would be rough, man. That would be rough. Yeah. You know, like a trigger word? You start clucking like a chicken from some bad hypnotist at affair. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime somebody says "pardon me" or "excuse me," you're gonna bust <laughs> a nut. Would you kindly? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, the, the whole point is hybridization because they're one of the monotheism. They want the God thing. They're already emulating humanity. They've got the emotions. They've got these petty rivalries building up between the different uh, versions of the Cylons that are there. And now they want to see if it's possible for, I mean, it's very Oedipal. They refer to themselves as the children of humanity. Well, now they're wanting to get jiggy with mom and dad. Yeah, that's kind of weird and then have this next step. They see it as a a move towards perfection because they've got an infinite number of Cylon bodies, but they've only got one program for each body.
1: So if they're trying to hybridize with humanity, why don't they, I mean... If they think that they're compatible enough with humanity to have children, then they should be compatible enough with each other to have
0: children. have they tried to have Which brings us to yet another point. They have and they have thus far not been able to conceive between two skin jobs. Why? Yeah, I have to watch a few more episodes. Okay. But they they feel that That's why they haven't just wiped out the fleet. Believe me, they could have by now. They know exactly where the fleet is.
1: Oh, are are all the male Cylon swimmers like not swimming or they have have a low sperm count?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Because they they work it both ways. Oh, do they?
1: Because it sounds like they're just trying to, you know, impregnate a Cylon at this point. They make attempts
0: both ways. Okay. In fact, you'll find that they've even got what they they do have an operational hybrid. But it's not the kind of hybrid that is independent self-autonomous functioning, moving, walking around kind of hybrid.
1: <laughs> what is what? it? Some kind of abomination or
0: Yeah. It is. Oh my god. It is. And they also are real big. They're heavily infected with the monotheism. And basically imagine to be in the presence of one of the operational hybrids they have. Imagine going to one of those big reveals that Steve Jobs would do for Apple. Uh-huh. And then combine that with the HAL 9000 and Jimmy Swaggart doing a sermon. Oh, fucking my God. <laughs>
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, that sounds it's that sounds awful. It's, it's and then they're not very pretty either. Ooh. Um they're more borg like. But That's... um it's it's kind of bent. But the uh the thing it is
1: <laughs> Is it what, is it wrong of me to actually be looking forward to that?
0: <laughs> oh no, don't, don't. It's really kinda of cool. Um in fact you, you get a really good idea about it when we watch and review Battlestar Galactica Razor. Okay. And then there is uh, some more episodes, and I want to say season three, where there is a large number of human females that come up missing. Oh. So it's definitely, they're trying to find a way. Something came up. I don't want to get too much into it. Something comes up. And the general idea, the original game plan was to just fucking kill the humans. And then something comes up, and it does tie into the prophecy of the 13th colony, the 13th tribe. There really is a 13th tribe. Oh,
1: so that wasn't just Adama pulling shit
0: out of his ass. No, that actually does come out of the scriptures, and there really is a 13th tribe. And it does tie into prophecy. And there is a meeting amongst the Cylons. And they say, okay, we'll go ahead and stop rolling out with a plan to kill all humanity. We'll see how this plays out. And the thing that really saves humanity is the monotheism that the Cylons are all hopped up on. Well, some are hopped up on. <laughs> And the uh, monotheism that is sort of moving through the fleet. And the evil polytheism, as a lot of people see it, which is the norm right now through the fleet. But this show is very heavily influenced through uh, the original Mormon flavoring of Glenn Larson and the original <laughs> Battlestar.
1: Yeah, I remember us discussing that a few episodes back and uh i didn't realize that um Cobol. Cobol, yeah so kolob is the planet that all the mormons are supposed to be from mm. and i didn't realize that Cobol was sort of an anagram of that i thought they just spelled Cobol with a k because they were trying to be cool uh-huh. and that it was based off of the programming language Cobol, which starts with a c because you know Cobol was uh Fairly popular programming language back in the
0: 70s when the original Battlestar Galactica came out. It was, yes. And, and then, so, of course, you're doing this. Let me, let me fall on my sword. Uh, I didn't even know that it was a programming language <laughs> at the
1: time. <laughs> so maybe we should have more discussions. <laughs> we might. Like, we could have brought our heads together and figured that out a long time ago.
0: <laughs> right, right. But no, and I I think that's kind of a nice, it's a neat play on words and everything. But if uh, our our listeners are not aware of it, Glenn Larson is a devout Mormon. And he did fashion this entire odyssey loosely around his Mormon beliefs. So if you would like to look at this series in a whole new light, I recommend you contact the Church of Mormon, Church of Latter-day Saints, and get a free copy of the Book of Mormon and enjoy I bet they got little, that online. Oh, that I'm sure they do. Enjoy that little bit of interest, that, that piece of literature, if you want to call it that, and then revisit these episodes. And so see where what you the, think of that. Where
1: did the Egyptian
0: imagery come from in the original series? The Egyptian imagery, um, I honestly don't know. I would say that it's just cool because at the time Egypt was considered the oldest civilization on Earth because there was a lot of people that were poo-pooing the Sumerian texts. Um, We now know that ancient Sumeria is the oldest civilization, but they've also recently, in the last five years, three years, five years, they've found some Egyptian artifacts that are equally as old as Sumerian. And so that has been a really cool development. But when you and I were in school, they were also saying life was extremely rare, that water was exceedingly rare, that Earth was the only place that we could possibly really consider that had life because we have a temperature in the Goldilocks zone for liquid water. And now we're, we've got water in our solar system.
1: Right, and you know, I can tons hardly of wait planets in the oh, habitable yeah.
0: zones and stars I all over the galaxy. I can hardly wait for them to crack Europa, man. We need to get a couple of, you know, uh, what, what was that guy's name I used to love to watch all the time on SeaQuest. He was always coming out the end and said, Bob, Bob Ballard from the Woods Hall Oceanographic Institute. I love those little uh, factoid things he'd pop out at the end of the SeaQuest TV series. We need to get the Woods Hall Oceanographic Institute hooked up with uh, Elon <laughs> Musk find ourselves a Dodge Viper or something we can put in orbit with a big drill on the front <laughs> and crack into Europa because there's got to be some shit down in there. That was a Tesla. Okay, Tesla, Viper. I don't know. Get a fucking that was a, I don't give a that shit. That
1: was a Tesla Roadster that, that
0: he launched up into space. We need to get that big boy burger thing from Elston Powers or something. I don't know. Just crack <laughs> into that goddamn glacial moon and see what's going on we got a moon around saturn that's spitting out water geyser that makes old faithful look like my kind of ejaculation (laughs) (laughs) Ah. that thing's soaking up all kinds of water from orbit so yeah we got liquid water here we should we should be able to find all kinds of things but that's not how they taught us back in the day and that's you know back back then i think they were just saying egypt's the oldest and wouldn't it be cool if Right, the Dead Sea Scrolls hadn't been translated as well. A lot of those Sumerian uh, tablets and uh, what what are those code cylinders, the cylinders the Sumerians had, hadn't really been looked over as well. And it's just one of these things where hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, we know more about ancient history, right? But I I think he just simply went with it because it's cool and because it was you know one of if not the oldest civilization on earth and earth was in that series the 13th tribe sure but But not in this show not in this one not in this one well it is but it isn't oh okay it is but it isn't
1: that's cryptic
0: there you go (laughs) all right tell me who gets the black lung award
1: black lung award my black lung award is gonna go to the the champion so far doc coddle
0: Still undefeated. Still undefeated. Yes. He is now, the in Lush the lead. award The Lush Award I'm given. Well, who's your Black Lung Award? My Black Oh, Coddle. Okay, so we agreed Coddle. on that. Oh, yeah. I think but that's my, the first time we've agreed on awards it, so ha- far. I think it has been. Now, the Lush Award we disagree on. I'm going with Adama because you were so busy staring at Six's spine. (laughs) You didn't see them enjoying a whiskey together.
1: I I did not. I missed that. I'm
0: kind of wondering if Adama didn't tap some of that to help her that because he had a little whiskey dick going on.
1: Maybe. That that may be why he didn't take a a not imaginary six up on her obvious offer. So, yeah. Might have been because she needed some comfort. Yeah, mine, mine is going to the default as an honorary award to Ty. Even though he didn't drink, he is definitely the head lush when no drinking happens. But I I fully admit I missed Adama and, and I am not imaginary glad, sex
0: drinking. I'm glad that Ty doesn't smoke that much. He'd be like Godzilla <laughs> in the CIC just putting an open flame near him. He'd be yeah. like a Roman candle. <laughs> Maybe that's why he doesn't have any hair. I think he just like gets all like goes and works out after his, his shift on the bridge and just squoses out the towel into a bottle. <laughs> He's just recycling himself.
1: They are 100% efficient on their recycling.
0: They just they don't know how to make fucking water, but they can make cigars and cigarettes and, and booze. And fucking booze, but they don't know how to make water.
1: That's all you need cigars, cigarettes, and booze. Right. All right, who's your player award? Oh, the player award's definitely going to be Gaius.
0: Gaius? It's going to be Gaius. Oh no, not Boomer. No, you thinking Boomer? I'm saying Gaius because he, in his mind, he's even playing
1: God. That's that's a respectable choice. I I will give you that. I mean,
0: but he thinks he's he, playing the religion. He thinks he's <laughs> playing God.
1: Not even trying with imaginary six. I mean, he just, it's, it's just by default, he gets it. So
0: yeah, but see, I'm not even attributing it to six. I'm not even attributing it to six. I'm going, I'm going all esoteric on this shit. I'm thinking guys is thinking because he's, he's not getting, he's not getting all this strange because he's hot. He is not all that. I think he's 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 got it figured out in his mind. He is the man because he's got the attitude. He's got the mojo, and I think he's throwing the mojo around at a religious level.
1: Okay, but well, I can you're see giving where it you're to... going with
0: Boomer. Are you going to say no, no, not no. Boomer or not
1: Boomer? Boomer? Not Boomer. Not Boomer. Not Boomer uh-huh. and her sexy little
0: strip tease on the on the Cylon Raider. Well, yeah, and and she's got uh, also. Don't forget about. Uh, Boomer on the planet. No, no. Boomers on the ship, not boomers on the planet. Oh, that's right. That's right. Not I'm boomers sorry. on the planet, and not so, boomers the one with baby fever.
1: That's right. No, no, because no. Because I I'm did g- the spoiler on that. Yeah, I wrote it down wrong. I I pulled a a knucklehead move. It should be Boomer. So Right, right. Boomer, yeah, because of her her little, you know
0: sidle up to the the Cylon Raider mm-hmm. so
1: because not boomers sure
0: know how to pet that metal would yeah. that be bestiality
1: yeah because she does kind of relate it to a a dog or a horse uh-huh. or uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's kind of weird but no so I mean not boomers not even trying anymore she's got she's got it whenever she wants so that's that's not a player player move right there okay all right so there it is all right Sounds good. Okay, so looks like next week we've got Season 1, Episode 8, Flesh and Bone. A Cylon, who calls himself Lobin, is discovered on one of the ships in the fleet. Commander Adama sends Kara to inveter- to interrogate him, or rather it. The Cylon tells Kara that he planted a nuclear device on one of the ships, although she doesn't believe it. Kara passes on the warning. So, it looks like we're getting introduced to the uh, the, the blonde Cylon. Uh, the guy that w- Adama kicked the shit out of.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and he figures in really big in the entire series. Really? Because we haven't seen him hardly
1: any since that, that second episode of the miniseries.
0: Oh, no. He does a really good job. And he has a special connection slash attraction for Kara. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Kind of a stalkerish kind of attraction.
0: You call it stalking. I just call it devotion. <laughs> but yeah, there. Uh, he's he's probably honestly. I think he's one of the better Cylons. I think you're gonna find that he has a better take on humanity than a lot of the other Cylons do. The Cylons, they kind of seem to key in on some of the seven deadly sins which I think if you'll keep that in the back of your mind, you'll, you'll enjoy that. Uh-huh. And, uh, really and truly, I think he is more of an archon as far as his views. You know, he's an observer. He keeps an eye on things. Interesting. But he's okay. a good guy. He's a good actor. Good character.
1: Okay. Well, hopefully it's a, it's another good episode. Not like water.
0: Uh, yeah. oh. it's, not, it's not water. It's not water. not water. Okay. okay. It's not water.
1: It's not water. So far, water is our low low mark. That's yeah. That's that's our low bar. That's the water mark. <laughs> I see what you did there. There you go. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining. Uh, this has been smoking and drinking in space. I'm Jason. This is Red. Our intro and outro music is "Welcome Home" by Cambo. Pod crawl music is "Snack Mix" by Machette. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Blueberry. And we'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. Be good. Later.